This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This amazing six-day message of Pastor Ray entitled, The Power and Blessings of Faith, Good Works, and Obedience, brings together three of the most important principles any serious Christian needs in order to guarantee that their life will be filled with victory and prosperity in all things, just as God has ordained it. In his first four days, Pastor addresses the Christian who knows that faith has the power to change lives, knows and professes God's Word, but doesn't activate its promises by doing what God tells him to do and his life lies dormant. Faith has the power to change his life, but requires action to do it. In the final two days, Pastor explores the powerful truth that once we put action to our faith, There's always a blessing attached to that obedience to God's Word. Here's another life-changing message on God's promises always being yes and obedience always bringing blessing, long life, and prosperity. So, I want you to open with me back to the book of James just quickly and we'll go over a couple of verses and I kind of want to just expand and elaborate on the message that I started last week on faith needs action, right? So we understand by what we learned last week that um, we can say we have faith, and many of us do have some degree of faith. I mean, let me just, let me tell you how, let me give give you an illustration on how you are using faith just about every day of your life. I'll give you a simple illustration. Um, Just a few minutes ago, you were in a stand position, and without any thought, without any concern or any fear, you backed yourself up and plopped yourself in that chair. Amen. Now, you had faith that that chair was going to be there and it was going to support you. You didn't turn around and look and see if somebody took the chair away. You didn't, you didn't consider, well, let me think, you know, are the legs going to hold me up? Does that chair have the ability to carry my weight? You didn't think twice about it. You just flopped, you know, pushed back and plopped yourself in that chair and the chair held you up. There's a simple activity of faith that you can kind of utilize or use in every aspect of our life. So we use faith all the time. You just don't think about it. How many of you have ever had a headache? How many of you, when you had the headache, took an aspirin or Motrin? Come on, you could be honest. You're all lying this morning. We all, at some point in our time, took a Motrin, took an Do you know how Motrin works? Do you have any idea how a Motrin works? No, all you know is if you take the Motrin, your headache goes away, or the aspirin. That takes faith. You didn't, you didn't angst over it. You didn't think about it. You, did, you just took the thing and waited 30 minutes, and your headache disappeared. Well, that's how faith is. Faith just trusts. In this case, we're talking about God and our walk with God, our Christian walk. Faith just trusts God. And when you apply the Word of God and you release your faith, you ought to expect the results that you are seeking. See, faith needs action. And you see, that's why some people say they have faith, 
but they don't have any action that backs it up. So the way that you activate your faith, the way you bring power, let's say, you know, uh, the, the kind of power that's going to give you the results is when you put action to your faith. If you don't put action to your faith, your faith just lies dormant. It'll never produce. So a lot of people saying, yeah, I believe, I believe, I believe. But the, the actions of their life, the conversation of their mouth is everything contrary to faith, to what God says. Because, of course, we understand that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So we establish our faith by the word of God. In other words, let me simplify it even more. Let's bring it into even simpler terms. Is that I begin to believe what God says. And I, I, I come to this conclusion in my life. That if God says it, then I believe God so much that I'm just going to plain old believe what he says. And I'm going to start doing in accordance to what God says. Not what my brain says, not what my emotions say, not what my fears say or my apprehensions, but I'm going to act in, in, uh, in accordance with God's word. My actions of my life, the words of my mouth are going to line up with what God says. That's putting action to your faith. So I'm no longer, you know, when fear comes, I'm not just going to embrace fear and give in to fear. I'm going to, I'm going to fight against fear with words of faith. That's putting my faith into action. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, uh, like if, if I don't feel well, I'm not going to fall apart and collapse. I'm going to put the word of God into operation and release my faith to counteract that sickness or that disease. I'm going to put faith action into activity or faith into action or, acti- or, or, or activate my faith in order to dispel the fear or dispel the worry or dispel whatever it is that I need to do to push it back because faith has the power, listen to me, faith has the power to bring on the scene whatever you might need in your life. Whatever it is that you need, want, or desire in your life, it can can happen by and through faith. But often what happens is that many Christians have a, a, a knowledge of God and they love the Lord, but they haven't matured to the level of learning how to use their faith for their needs in life, for the circumstances in life. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, using our faith to the level that it it begins to bring the necessary things that we would have for our life or we would want for our life. And uh, so I'll just, you know, just myself, everything, and I've said this before, but I want to just keep saying it because sometimes people think that things just happen mysteriously. But everything I am, everything that I have, and everything I've done in ministry, and everything I've done in my personal life has been the activity of faith. I've had to trust God. Now, did doubts come? Absolutely. Did fear want to grab hold of my life and my heart? Absolutely. I've had to fight those things um, in order to see the results that you see and that I'm enjoying in my life now. This has just been a life of trusting God putting my faith into action instead of just having some sort of knowledge that I never really activate. So you activate your faith. Now, this is the key. This is what we'll kind of take off on today. You activate your faith by the words of your mouth and the actions of your life. Now, let me just, let me just read um, one of the verses here in, in James. And um, verse 17 
That's chapter 2, verse 17. It says, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead, right? And we read that out of the Amplified, which I thought said it so much better. Um, And it says, so also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions. Now here's the word, you ready? Obedience. To back it up by itself is destitute of power, inoperative and dead. So really... The, the thing we want to talk about today is this word obedience. Because obedience is really your faith working. In other words, you know what God's word says and you choose to obey God's word and line up your life and the act, actions, the activities, and the words of your mouth with what God says. That's living a life of obedience. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when you line your life up See, a lot of times what happens is that people say they know God, they love God, but their life goes awry. Their life is a mess. And you wonder, why they, they're Christian, they love God. Why is their life a mess? Well, quite often, I'm not saying all the time, because there are other situations and other reasons. So don't email me and don't, <laughs> don't text me because I don't want to hear it. But quite often what it is is that people have a knowledge of God, but their obedience to God's word is lacking. So basically we'd say that the the action that is necessary to activate the faith is not there. The action that's necessary, let me say it again, the action that's necessary to activate the faith is not there because they say they know God, they love God, they're going to heaven, they're saved. There's no doubt about that. We're not talking about salvation. We're talking about faith working in our everyday life to bring about the things that are necessary for life and the things that we need and the things that we want for our body, for our home, for our finances, for our kids, whatever it be. Place to live, car to drive, whatever, clothes to wear, food to eat. This is what we're talking about. But often we have a knowledge of God, but we, we, don't, we don't have the obedience to God's word. We're not living God's word. We're not activating our faith and therefore our faith lies dormant and can't produce. So you see, let me just use a simple analogy, and it's always easy to go and talk about money because that affects everybody's life, and as soon as you start talking about money, everybody's ears perk up. Some perk up because they're excited, some are perked up because, oh, here it goes again. So whatever box you're in, I'm glad I got your attention because that's what I want to do. But let's just talk about money. See, sometimes people are having a rough time financially, and they love God, and they go to church, and they pray, and, and they're good people, I'm not saying they're bad people, they're good people, they're gonna to go to heaven, you know, they're as saved as I'm saved, but, um, but they haven't learned the principles of tithing, or they've learned the principles of tithing, but they don't tithe, or they don't give. And they wonder why they always end up on the short end of the stick, and they wonder why things don't work out financially. Well, because God's word already lays it out, bring the tithe into the storehouse. That's right that there be food in my house and test me and see if I'm, you know, open up the windows of heaven, pour out so much blessing. Well, often, you know, people will know that, you know, maybe not everybody, maybe some haven't gotten to that level of learning yet, but a good majority of the Christians understand that that word from God is in the Bible, but they resist it by not practicing tithing and giving, and they wonder why they're always broken poor. Thank you for that one amen. I really appreciate that. They wonder why they're always broken poor because they haven't yet activated, activated through obedience to God's word that principle from, from his word. 
So you see, the more we obey the Word of God, because we all we understand, I think we all understand, is that everything that's written in the Bible is God's Word. It's a Word from God. And you have to choose whether you accept it as the Word of God and whether you embrace it as the Word of God. And if you trust that it's the Word of God and you have then have faith in God's Word. In other words, I have faith that God, through, through doing, acting, speaking, and living God's Word, I can have the results of what God promised. Amen. And when you get to that level of faith in your life and trust in your life, then you're going to begin to see, you're, you're going to see your life take on a whole new dimension you're going to see the Word start to work in your life because now you're trying. See, that's why there's a move, I believe, and this, you know, I've just, I got to speak to the issues of the day. That's why there's a move to, to, to box God or, or to push God out of this country. You see, watch it because they're trying to dilute the very Word of God. It's the, it's the trick that the devil has been trying to perform for generations. He's trying to dilute God and His Word because He knows how powerful it is and what it can produce and how much benefit people can have from following God and trusting God. That's why they don't want to, they don't want God in their life. You know, the devil has deceived so many people and tricked them into believing other things and to, to cast off God because they don't want to obey the Word of God. They don't want to, hear me, you submit their lives to the Word of God. If they would only know, if they only knew that if you submit and obey the Word of God, that it's not going to take anything from you, but it's going to add a whole lot more to your life. (laughs) Serving God and obeying God doesn't kill your fun. It addresses sin in your life that you think is fun. But we believers understand because we've studied the Word, because we have experienced the Word, that sin has killing effects in your life. Sin can kill you and will kill you. And that's why so many people are having so much trouble. They don't realize it. It's because of their rejection of God and His Word and they have no faith to trust in this whole pandemic. That's why I was saying you see people walking around in fear with, and still with fear, I still see people driving in their cars with nobody in the car but them and a mask on. I saw a guy the, a couple weeks ago walking down White Plains with a gas mask on. I had a guy, serviceman, come to my house who had, you know, one of those, it wasn't a full face gas mask, but it was one of those big tight masks with two big filters. And he scared me when he walked into my house. It was like... Is, is he a military, you know, nut or something? Or not a military, but you know, um, uh, what do you call him? Uh, some crazy guy coming to, coming to so I couldn't, couldn't believe it. He had two big things. Where are you going? <laughs> it's a little overkill, isn't it? But the world is freaking out because they have no faith. Because they're not living their lives in obedience to God's Word. Because when you obey God's Word everything starts to change in your life. Everything starts to take on a whole new dimension and a whole new meaning in your life. So I say this pays to obey God. One of the things that just upsets me the most is when I see people who I've I've known or I know family members, some of them are even family members, that don't have God in their life. 
And I've tried, you know, I've, I've basically given up the trying. All I can do is pray at this point, you know, pray for them because they don't realize what they're, what they're missing in their life. What God can, that's why every time I bless one of my nephews or one of my nieces or somebody, I always say this to them. I always say this to them. I say, let me just tell you something. The only reason why I can do this is because God has blessed me because I have served and obeyed and loved the Lord and done His Word all of my life. And I can bless you now with this and help you with this because God has blessed me. And it's all from the hand of God. So so obedience is, we, we got to write this down, all right? Obedience brings blessing, long life, and prosperity. Obedience to God's Word brings blessing, long life, and prosperity. So with that, uh, well, let's just, let's just read this verse because this is really important. Um, we read it last week, but let's just go over again. Verse 22, and it says, Do you see, James writing here, that faith, uh, well, actually, uh, he's talking about Abraham, um, and he said that Ab- we understand with Abraham, verse 21, was not Abraham our father Uh, justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar. So verse 22, do you see that faith was working together with his works and thereby works and thereby works faith was made perfect. So you remember the story of Abraham. We talked about a little bit last week that God said, God told him, take your son and do whatever. It was a word from God. And Abraham didn't think twice about it, but he obeyed the word that God spoke to him. And as a result, God didn't even require what he thought God was asking of him. He didn't need, God just wanted to see if he would just believe him. God just wanted to see how much faith he had. And I'm going to just put this out here right now. God is waiting to see how much faith you have. How much are you willing to trust him? with your finances, with your future, with your home, are you, uh, you know, with your job, are you going to activate your faith by words and deeds and actions that are consistent with the Word of God? You're going to be a giver. You're going to be a forgiver. You're going to walk in love. Even in the midst of hatred, you're going to walk in love. You're going to be a peacemaker and not a troublemaker. Come on. See, if you activate these principles in your life, it's going to be blessed, just like Abraham. It said that, do you see that his faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect, or his faith brought about the desired result. And thus he becomes the father of faith. In other words, when the Bible says that Abraham's the father of faith, he is the one who laid down the demonstration of what faith should be. If you want to understand what faith is, you've got to be willing to obey God and just do what God requires and what God asks and leave the rest to Him because the end result is that you will be blessed. He is the example of faith that we all need to follow. He expressed it and God rewarded him for it. Can I get some amens out there? All right. So let's look at a couple of verses today. Um, as we kind of break this open a little bit more. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. And, um, you know, also in James, I I, I just got to refer, you go to Matthew 7, but I'm going to go back to James for a minute. You remember the the verse, and I I don't know, I think it's right here somewhere. Uh, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, 
deceiving yourselves. Right? Because anyone who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, you see, here it is. I got it right here. Um, he says, be doers of the word. That would be James 1, and not hearers only. So you can't just come to church and hear the word. Hopefully the preaching and the teaching is, is motivating you to do the word. And that's what, we're, that's what we're doing. Not just trying to create a nice little church so we can have a nice little fellowship and sing some nice little songs and see some nice little happy faces every week. Because that's what some people, that's their whole experience at church. But, but we're here creating our hope building and, and creating a body of believers who are doers of the word. In other words, you're more excited about doing the word and performing your faith by your works or by your actions, your deeds, your words. You're demonstrating by what you say and what you do, your faith. Don't be afraid to demonstrate your faith. That's why you speak courageously. You act boldly. You stand with the word of God against all of the things that, you know, we deal with in this life with fear and worry and sickness and disease and poverty and want. We, we stand against it by, boldly by the word of God. So be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Because he said, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and merely forgets. And that's like a lot of church people. They come and they hear and they're excited, and as soon as they walk out the door, they forget. And uh, verse 25 says, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and that would be the word of God, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, everybody say doer, a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So you, you, you do the word of God? I don't know a person, I don't know a person who truly lives the word of God that isn't blessed. And their lives show it. And they will tell you, every, they, they are the first to tell you, I, what, I am what I am, I have what I have, because God has blessed me. God has blessed me. All right, so go to Matthew 7, and Jesus kind of addresses the same issue. And um, he says in verse 24, it's very familiar to many of us, but let's kind of just take off from here. Verse 24, he says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, that would be his word, right? Because we understand the whole Bible. Every word that's been spoken is the inspired word of God. And it's for us today as it was for the people then. It doesn't ever stop. It doesn't get old. It doesn't get musty. It, we, it, it still has the same power. See, that's why there's a move to dilute the Word of God, even in some Christian churches, some denominational churches. They're trying to twist the Word of God and take the power of the Word of God. See, because the devil is behind it, because the devil understands Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is active and living and sharper than a two-edged sword to dividing asunder, so on and so forth. So you understand that the devil understands how powerful the Word is, and that's why there have been a lot of, lot of churches a lot, trying to socialize the church, trying to give in to political correctness. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, Pastor Ray, ny.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's pastorayny.com. 